We are back here on the Scoop on Live Chase here, and we are in Phoenix, Arizona at the uh, Carinet Conference. And uh, I've got right now Maurice Wilson with me uh, from Carinet. And uh, Maurice, first of all, thanks for uh, talking with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me, brother. I appreciate it. So you uh, work uh, closely with discipleship with Carinet, mm-hmm. and, and uh, so I want to pick your brain a little bit on this topic of discipleship, sure, especially sure. how it works in pregnancy centers in mm-hmm. the pro-life world. So if you had to define what discipleship was in a pregnancy center in the pro-life world, how would you do that? Yeah, so pregnancy centers, first of all, I appreciate the question. Um, pregnancy centers are great introductory points for people who are facing unplanned pregnancy, women and men. Uh, I'm careful to say women and men because I think it's important to nuance the conversation well in that way. These are typically our, our primary clients, but our first clients, I should say. But men are clients as well because they are fathers. And so the pregnancy center is a great introduction for evangelism. But I draw a distinction between evangelistic efforts and discipling efforts. The local church is where discipleship ought to take place. I would even argue the local church is uh, the seat of discipleship Mm. and that the local church is the place where people are actually doing regularly doing intentional spiritual good. Uh, to others for the sake of the Lord Jesus. And so, um, yeah, so a a, a comment that I've found to be helpful has been, if someone was to say, I am a follower of Jesus, and that person is not helping other people follow Jesus, then I really don't know what that person means when they say, I'm a follower of Jesus, Mm, right? Because the goal of following Jesus is reproduction of followers of Jesus, i.e. making disciples. Yeah, that's really good, and and uh, I know within, like you mentioned, within pregnancy centers, it's not always their job to disciple, but it's the job of the local church. Sure, so how sure. how do you see that happening? How can that happen? You know, with a a church working with a pregnancy center and vice versa to make sure that discipleship is happening. Yeah, so there's there's um there's an appropriate transfer or handoff. Uh, think of like a relay race, right? Um, the first runner brings the baton up into a certain point and they have a responsibility to pass that baton so that the race can continue. Right? And so pregnancy centers are good with establishing and meeting and building initial contact with clients, male and female clients. Um, but it's their job to do as much as they can to do uh, good for the client up until a certain point and so they bring them into uh, contact with members of local churches now there's ways that that needs to be done well for the sake of maintaining confidentiality uh, eliminating risks and uh, wanting it to be in a pregnancy care center um, it needs to be permission based as well so the pregnancy center can't just give away all the clients you know sensitive information that has to be let the let the uh, client be in a driver's seat for what kind of relationship they want to have because after all this is all based on people's volition you can't override that for the sake of getting people to do something good right so yeah yeah. do you see um do you see it is it is it common for uh pregnancy sitters to to work with churches closely in discipleship or is that something you see that that really needs to to grow across the country yeah and so as with most things when it comes to christian work there's a spectrum you know, we all come from various traditions, and anytime you're doing uh, what we can, what you would consider uh, ecumenical work, where Christians are coming from a wide range of traditions. I mean, you have, for example, and I worked at a pregnancy center for three years um, do, doing community education. 
Um, and at our center, we had me, <laughs> a Baptist. We had a Presbyterian. We had a Nazarene. We had an Anglican. We had a Pentecostal person, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so we've come together from these various traditions to do some kind of Christian work that we couldn't necessarily do on our own. Uh, and so we can't necessarily uh, make people have one set tradition. Yet at the same time, um, each Christian tradition should have a some principle of local church discipleship. And so it's important for us to, to navigate that conversation well. Yet, uh, again, the, the local church is a place where discipling ought to actually t- to take place in meaningful ways. I don't know if I answered your question yeah, fully. Oh, yeah, that, that was really good. Um, and, I, and, you know, discipleship is so important, you know, in life, you know, in my life, in your life. Sure. Uh, we wouldn't be where we are right now if people didn't take time Amen. to sure. to disciple us. So, you know, if, if someone listening right now is thinking, well, you know, I want, you know, I want to, to, to disciple someone, I, you know, maybe someone that's been through a crisis pregnancy, what, what sure. are ways that can, can go about to do that? Yeah. And so um, one of the great things about CareNet is that we want, we want people to be trained, right? And so as we talk about uh, making sure that we're, we are uh, making, building those bridges or passing that baton, well, we want to pass that baton to people who are trained partners. And so what CareNet has developed is what's called Making Life Disciples. So Making Life Disciples is a 12-week, one-hour training session um, that takes place within the context of a local church, not at the center. So this is kind of like inside baseball, mm. if you will. Yeah. It's preparing the church members um, to be able to facilitate and receive conversation and receive the clients who come from the pregnancy center. So I, I didn't say this earlier, but my position currently at CareNet is discipleship connection specialist. And what that means is I work to connect local churches to pregnancy centers so that the church can build discipling relationships with the clients who come through the center. Hmm. But that means we're giving the church tools on how to rightly receive. Like I have two children and, um, I remember when my, my daughter was born, she's seven now, but when she was born, we didn't have a crib for her at first. And so we just had this bassinet and my wife kept thinking, she's like, I'm in my nesting phase. I'm nesting. I'm nesting. I'm like, okay, you a bird or nah. <laughs> but she said, uh, uh, but, but what she was trying to say is that I need to have things set up so I can rightly receive this baby mm. in our home. Yeah. Uh, and so what we're saying is that if we're going to as precious as life is, not just the baby, but the person, the whole person, um, then we need to have training to be able to have clients uh, be being able to receive be received well. And so we desire to come alongside local churches and connect them to, to centers. And like you said, uh, many of the centers are actually supported financially by local churches. But we want to be careful. And I want to be careful to say this, too is we don't want to come simply hands out you know typically when churches see pregnancy centers coming they know they're going to request some money for this roof yeah. or this patio or a baby bottle or whatever yeah. and so those things are great cool praise god for that but we also don't we don't want as a center as a people within the christian pro-life movement uh if you will and not just pro-life we want to be pro-abundant life mm. uh and so that means that we won't want to just come hands out we want to come hands full and say, what can we do to actually serve the local church to do the, the very thing they're called to do? Yeah, right? you know, I'm reminded of in uh, in Galatians where Paul is talking about how he spent time with the other apostles and they were kind of examining him and his yeah. ministry. And he said, um, the, the only thing is, they charged me not to forget the poor or to be eager to, to to serve the poor. And Paul says this: this that was the very thing I was eager to do. 
Mm-hmm. And so we want to come alongside churches and say the very thing you should be eager to do yeah. is make disciples and share the gospel so that men and women who are far from the Lord Jesus can actually come to know him in a saving relationship. But that can't happen if people are not actually both uh, teaching and modeling. Yeah. Teaching and modeling, they go together. If you separate the two, then you have a, a, a bigger problem on your hands than just not knowing how to receive people. Sure, so. yeah. Uh, so from the, the church side of things, have you talked with pastors or people within the church who maybe have uh, begun deci- working with apprentices and are discipling? And, and how have the churches uh, kind of viewed this of, of working closely with pregnancy centers? Yeah, I, I would argue, uh, I said argue, I would say that many churches are very enthusiastic about what can we do, what can we do, what can we do. But one of the things that causes uh, that conversation to be a little more complicated is the fact that many churches uh, and pastors, better yet, tend to shy away from wanting to be speak boldly about the life issue because of how politicized the yeah. pro-life movement. That's why if you heard me a moment ago, I said Christian pro-life movement. Yeah. Even that has so many layers and tentacles that goes to a bunch of different places. But um, so I find that many pastors are really enthusiastic. The question is how? Right. And some churches, if we're honest, don't have a good framework of what it means to share or cooperate yeah. with other churches to, to or other Christian organizations if they can't monopolize it. But we're saying is like, hey, we want for you to be able to do this well, serve this ministry well. And so and we're not trying to trample over you and come and, you know, um, and uh, exercise an undue amount of authority or control. What we're, we want to do is come alongside you and say, hey, um, we know that you are eager to do these things. So let's just, again, coming hands full and say, this is how we can serve in this system. So, yeah, yeah that's really good. Uh, well, Maurice, thank you for what you do. Thank you for, for talking with us, sharing with us today. And sure, uh, sure. Man, really good stuff. Just appreciate your time. Amen, brother. Thank you so much. And at the end of our CareNet conference, for those who are listening, um, I'm actually transitioning roles from discipleship connection specialist to fatherhood and family program manager. And what that means, I'm going to be working more specifically with training up and raising up men in local churches to build discipling relationships with the men in the centers. And mm. so that's just taking that same thing I was doing before and making it a little more direct. And so if there's anything that we, uh, myself, Maurice Wilson at CareNet, um, can come alongside the men in local churches who are more than likely already fathers or uh, whatnot, I'll have a passion to disciple young men, uh, I would love to keep a conversation going. Yeah, that's really good. Thank you.